I'm John Wilson. Welcome to Owned and Operated. Twice a week, we talk about home service businesses. And if you're a home service entrepreneur, then this is going to be the show for you. We talk about our own business in residential plumbing, HVAC, and electric. And we also talk about business models that we just find interesting. Let's get into it. Hey, this episode is sponsored by Service Scalers. So Service Scalers is actually a brand that I've used personally with our companies for a little bit over a year now. They've helped us manage our digital advertising. Frankly, they did a lot better than our last agency. Leads went through the roof and cost per click went way down. Check out Service Scalers if you're a plumbing, HVAC, or electrical home service company. That's what they knock out of the park, and they did a great job for me. Today on Owned and Operated, Jack and I talk about separating the dispatch and CSR roles. It's a pretty pivotal moment for home service businesses that seems to happen around two and a half to three million of revenue, where these two fundamental positions become two different positions. Welcome back to Owned and Operated. What's up, Jack? How was your week? Hey, John. Honestly, some of the things that we've talked on the podcast about, really diving into outbounding and focusing on filling the schedule and being active in controlling our own destiny and filling up our own board saved our ass this week. Yeah. Like us too. <laughs> going into the end of last week, we ran like one call each day, like Thursday, Friday, and then moving into this week, just we packed the board. We packed the board, made about 600 calls this week. Yeah, that's awesome. We struggled this week a little bit more than usual. And it turns out that Google, like the map pack had outages in different parts of the country. I think it was Tuesday and Wednesday were like extra push for us in order to get it. But we were able to keep things moving. We were able to be flexible, did a lot of outbounds. We set a record for a number of outbounds in a week. And then we launched a few other things too. We actually talked about in the newsletter, like basically all the different things that we did last week. We dropped door hangers. We actually drove a few hot water tank installs from door hangers, which was awesome. Oh, I love that. It was good. Weird week last week, but yeah, we're solely responsible for keeping our guys busy. We take it seriously. Yeah, I mean, that's the only way to do it. It's the only path I see forward now. And once you realize that, it's very hard to go back. Yeah. I just feel like there's so much stress that sits on you with the whole passive way. So anywho, that's awesome. I'm glad it's working for both of us. I can't believe that we used to do it any other way. Like, that's the craziest part. That's to what me. I'm saying. You know, last year, we were still being passive about the schedule. And it's like, holy smokes, like we were too big to be passive and like a year ago, but we were still being passive. We didn't like take control of it, but no, it's been good. Sweet, man. What do we have today for the viewers or listeners? Listeners, viewers, we were going to talk splitting CSR from dispatch. Yeah, it's a big one. That's exciting. People ask about this one a lot. Most businesses, like if I was going to go buy a company tomorrow and it was under two or $3 million of revenue, what I would expect to see is a few people picking up the phone and scheduling live onto the board. And that gets you somewhere. A lot of small businesses do that. But at a certain point, and I think it's around $3 million, if I'm remembering right, earlier if you can, you split the CSR and dispatch role. And a lot of people, that confuses them because when they're smaller, it's like, how is that two different jobs? And it really is. So like the way to think about this is the CSR fills the bucket and the dispatcher empties the bucket as profitably as possible. So those are two different jobs, right? The CSR's job is to fill the bucket. 
through inbound or outbound. And the dispatcher's job is to basically put the right tech on the right job for whatever that opportunity is. And those are two different skill sets. It took us a while when we originally transitioned to like get through what that meant because a lot of that, you know, if, if the CSRs are used to live booking onto the schedule, it's a real adjustment because they're used to, okay, I'm just going to open the dispatch board or whatever. And okay, I've got tomorrow at 2 p.m. available for Jimmy. So Jimmy's going to be the one that comes out where you can't do that anymore if it's a dispatched system. So really, it's like, okay, yes, we can serve you on Thursday in this time window or however it is that you book. And oh, who am I going to get? I don't know, unless somebody specifically requests a tech. And then the dispatcher's job is to make sure that the right person goes on that job. And so walk us through what that work, like a workflow of that looks like, right? Because I think that's the hard thing to conceptualize Yeah, is like my mind is trying to figure out like on service time, what is the CSR telling the person? Are they giving them the time slot? Are they just saying, hey, we'll get to you between like 12 and 4 or, hey, we're going to actually ship you over to this other person that you're going to talk to and they are going to dispatch you? Like, yeah, what does that look like? Yeah, sure. Okay, so there's an inbound request. That could be a phone call, a text message, an email, whatever, or it's an outbound. That lead gets handled by the CSR. So the CSR picks up the phone and they say, hey, thanks for calling Wilson. How can I make you smile? And then they start going through the process. It's good. That's the real script. And frankly, I love it. So they pick it up and they get the details. They go through the questions and they use something now, this is Service Titan specific, but you don't need to do this. We use something called capacity planning, which is something inside Service Titan. But basically, you look at the schedule or you look at capacity planning and say, okay, I have an opening on Thursday or I have a few openings on Thursday, whatever, or today. And then you book it, you go through the payment terms, whatever, and then that's it. So you're not really talking the way we book. We don't give time slots anymore. It's just the day. But if it was, you'd give them a time slot. And then that's the end of the CSR's responsibility is like book the call. Don't promise times. Don't promise tech. Book the call. So after the call's booked, it goes to the dispatcher. So every morning the dispatcher comes in and they basically organize the board. They can organize the board based on like route, like what's the most efficient way to get someone from A to B, their home to the job or whatever that's going to look like, or the technician skills. Like, hey, this guy has to do the well pumps and this guy has to do this boiler call because that he's the only one that has those skills. But that's the dispatcher's job to know the technicians, know their strengths and know their weaknesses. They pick it up right after that call taker books it, and then they basically run it through the duration of the call. If the CSR is pre-booking, the dispatcher is during booking. That's who they're going to be working with to say, hey, I sold this job and I need to stay here for a little while longer, or it needs to go over to install or something like that. The dispatcher helps through that process. So it's just which part of the call are they managing? Are they managing the booking or are they managing the call itself? And so I think that's a big step in the change for that CSR dispatcher position because it creates a secondary step that a lot of things can actually go wrong. And so you're saying that one of the big things you do is you actually don't give them a time slot. You just say, hey, it's on Thursday. And then Thursday rolls around and the dispatcher calls him in the morning and says, hey, I have you on a 4 to 6 p.m. slot. Is that what that looks like? Or they don't even give them a slot. They just say, hey, we got you at the end of the day today. Yeah, we don't give slots anymore. Now, that said, we used to give slots and it was like 8 to 12, 12 to 4. So those were our slots. So it's the same yeah. thing. So somebody calls in and 
hey, we're going to book you. Would you prefer morning or afternoon? We'll call ahead on when we're on our way. And then the dispatcher is actually the one that calls ahead. Do you find that people like that more? Or did you run into some issues with long wait times? Because I feel like when we give time slots, you know, inevitably, if you give a 12 to 2 and you're showing up at 1, 15, 1, 30, the people when they heard 12 to 2 think you're going to be there at 12. Yeah. Do you have that same kind of issue when you do a four hour window? That, that's why we don't give slots anymore. We're now never late. So okay. it used to be like a frequent conversation about like, hey, the tech said 12 or 8 to 12 and it's like 12.15 and they're up next or whatever. So now we're just never late. Hey, do you need a 30 minute or an hour phone call before we're on our way? Great. Just go about your day as usual. We'll call you when we're an hour out. Now we're never late. So that complaint has gone away. <laughs> Yeah, right? Yeah. That's an interesting big step. I know Rich Jordan does that too. He was talking about that last yeah. year and he said same thing worked really well for him. Interesting moving forward. I think that you need a full-time dispatcher to really make that work. But once you have mm -hmm. that CSR dispatcher split, that's a really good follow-up if they have, what, six, yeah. eight techs, they can definitely handle that. Yeah. And I think, look, the dispatcher is the daily driver of revenue. It's a ridiculously important position. Like they're the ones that control the routing, and they control who goes to what call. So, hey, that no hot water came in. So, you know, we used to have dispatchers that we weren't as good at training. So a no hot water would come in and somebody would schedule it for tomorrow or the next day, just like depending on, okay, well, we have an opening. Dispatchers, when you have a priority matrix of like this call is more important than this call, so a no hot water, no heat, no cooling, no power, that's going to be a lot more important than a drippy faucet, no damage. So, you know, one's a P1, one's a P4. The dispatcher is the one that basically runs that process. Hey, this is a higher priority call. The average ticket is likely higher, the opportunity is higher, or there's property damage and we need to get out there as fast as possible. So I'm going to rearrange the schedule live. They're just sort of like these puzzle masters every day trying to make sure the right guy's there, that we pull up the most urgent or highest opportunity calls. You know, they orchestrate your revenue for the day. Whereas call takers, you know, don't really do that. Their job is just to fill the schedule and then let the dispatcher have something to work with. So they work together very closely because the dispatcher can't do their job effectively with an empty schedule, just like the call taker, you know, the, the call taker's got to fill that bucket in order for dispatch to empty it. Yeah, that's really interesting. And then with that dispatcher position, so you have now they're split, they're the puzzle master moving around everything so that you have the most opportunity, the most money potential, everything's moving into place. When they set them, they're on the job. There's no follow-up really. Um, like There's no continual work that needs to be done. Are they done there or are they actually going into the job, the ticket, and following up with the techs on, hey, I noticed you didn't do this or I noticed you did do this or is that a different position completely? That's our service manager that does that. So the dispatcher is routing, right tech, right job, but like opportunities and that type of thing, that, that's on the service manager to handle. So if they're going through and they're missing a step like for pictures, they're not uploading pictures or yeah. taking pictures, then that's service manager. Yep. Perfect. And then with that, if when they flip leads or if there's continued works or they put things on hold, dispatchers handling it, throwing it back in that bucket? Yep. Or... Are they rescheduling it out and then calling that customer or is now that back in the bucket and the CSR is calling that customer to reschedule? That's going to be dispatch. Call takers are okay. basically just that initial point of contact, either the inbound or the outbound. That's it. I love it. Yeah, they're the bucket fillers. 
the moment that call is on the schedule or in the bucket, dispatch owns it. So it stays in there. Do your techs order their own parts or are they sending that to the dispatch and dispatch will order parts for them? They order through dispatch. Yeah, I mean, if this is kind of a hard question because I know you have your own VMI, so it's a little different for a $4 million company and a 15. Yep. <laughs> when you have your own warehouse yes. with your own Ferguson sitting inside, yeah. does it change everything? The answer is yes, it does. It changes a little bit. But yeah, like we have a purchasing workflow set up through Slack. So we have a ton of Slack automation. So purchasing is one of them. Like, hey, I need parts. So either the tech will do it or dispatch will help facilitate that ordering to our purchasing department. But I know plenty of companies that are smaller that don't have a purchasing department that their dispatch or install coordinator is the ones that, that book that call. Yeah. If you like what we talk about, on our social media, on Twitter, on this podcast, then you should be signed up for our newsletter. Go to ownedandoperated.com, where every Friday we break down our business, we break down insights, things we're learning, things we're working on, and it's good stuff. Check it out, ownedandoperated.com. I think the next one to talk about, I just brought it up, but it, it's like a piece of the puzzle is the install coordinator and like how to think about that position. The install coordinator seems like happens around five to six million. And their job is what it sounds like. 80% mm -hmm. of our revenue is installs. So there's a lot going on there, like the scheduling, the down payments, like the sales process. So when you say installs, though, let's pinpoint exactly what you mean. Are those big ticket items or are they like medium sized repairs? So is the install coordinator handling an evaporator coil swap or are they only controlling the full unit swap out? Yeah, probably depends on the business. Like if it's a service job that would usually fall inside the dispatcher. So you'd have to decide if a coil swap is service or not. Basically, what team is that going to fall in? Is that going to go to your install guys or your service guys? If it goes over to install, install coordinators are basically the dispatchers of install. Instead of like more same day stuff, there's a lot of upfront stuff. So like dispatchers are like wrestling the day and trying to make sure we eke out every opportunity. Install coordinators are trying to set the job up for success. Did we order the stuff on time? Is it going to be here on time? Did we pull our permits? Did we get our down payment? Did we communicate with the customer? Did we set good expectations? So they're the install dispatcher. And when the business gets larger, you eventually need that. We pulled about 8,500 permits last year. Like, that's a lot of freaking permits, right? So someone has to manage, or multiple someones, have to manage that process to make sure it all happens. Yeah. In addition, managing those installs, I think you realize... Well, anybody listening realizes that when season gets busy in the middle of mm -hmm. summer, we all want one of those. <laughs> yeah. It is such a nightmare to try and manage 10, 12, 15 yeah. jobs a week. And it's just a nightmare for dispatch to try to handle that and daily service. So it ends up falling on your salesperson, which is not ideal, right? Because they're supposed to be selling, not worrying about, hey, we forgot a pan on this install. Like such a low use of their function, right? If they could, instead of running around, go sell another unit or go make a call and follow up, that's much, much more valuable. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, as a business gets larger, those are the sort of the three key roles inside like day-to-day -day schedule. Call takers fill the bucket, dispatchers organize the bucket, and when you create a sale, it flips over to install coordinator to manage that. In terms of digging in just a teeny bit more on dispatcher versus CSR. 
what are you looking for when you're hiring those two different positions? Because yeah. like, like I said, in the beginning, you have Bertha who does it all. And then you split that apart. Ideally, you want somebody who's an expert at one thing and an expert at the other thing. Mm-hmm. What's the CSR and what's the dispatcher? So CSRs, with every position, we're looking for some mental horsepower, right? Like you've got to be able to ask questions. You have to be able to think critically, move on your feet. It's a little bit more needed inside dispatch. Like you have a lot going on. At any given time, one of our dispatchers might be managing 35 to 40 jobs that day because that's just the service team, right? So all their service calls that they're running, that's a lot to manage, all of those different things. So it's about five people. They're managing five people, full capacity. So our techs run four calls a day. So that's 10 people. Okay. Yeah. 10 people, full capacity per dispatcher. Yeah. And what kind of personality traits are you looking for? I would assume, I guess I was leading the question for is like, CSR is going to be very friendly. It's going to be good on the phone, is really personal, right? They're not a salesperson, but somewhat, they have a lot of the same qualities. And then a dispatcher is more operationally minded, right? That's what the framework you want them to follow is, hey, I'm moving puzzle pieces around. I think the best way to think about a dispatcher is like, are they like a data analyst? Because that's basically what it is. You need to know like, hey, what's this guy's closing rate on this job type? Because this job type just came in and I need to make sure I set the best guy up for success here. And hey, this guy on one out of 10 times he successfully performs this job or he has a high callback percentage on this job. Like they have to know that they have to be ready to go and juggle the schedule accordingly. So there's a lot of moving parts on that dispatch role. So a data analyst really is like the best way to think about that position. What we get a lot of, and we have a few of them now and they do a great job, but what you have to be careful of is somebody that's very route-based. That's what we find folks really struggle with when they make the transition. So like, hey, I came from a trucking company. We actually have one now who came from a trucking company, but she's doing a great job. But if you're too like route-based, like FedEx or something like that, you're maximizing number of stops, which isn't our business. Like our business isn't maximize number of stops. We're going to run four stops. It's maximizing the opportunity per stop. And that seems to be a different person that gets that. And then, yeah, call taker, basically, are we nice? Yeah. I mean, it's important. Yeah. Are you nice and can you talk people off a ledge? So, And can you just book the call? You'd be surprised how complicated that gets. Just like, just book the call. I think they made me Valentine's and that was one of them. And it's me just like going like this. And it's just like, book the call. <laughs> book the call. Book the call. I love it. But yeah, those are the three big positions inside call center. Obviously, there's a lot more going on as you add an outbounding team or inside sales team or whatever, but those are the three fundamental ones under five, six million. Great, man. That answers a lot of questions for me. We're going through this right now. So I'm real excited. I, I'm happy to report on what happens after we split it. I'm interested yeah. myself. I hope we don't drop the ball here, <laughs> but we're trying to get it implemented before summer. So yeah, that's our big goal. Yeah, dude, you got it. All right. Thanks for tuning in to Own and Operated. Make sure you leave us a five-star review. Leave us a great comment about how much you love us, and we look forward to having you back. Thanks for tuning in to Owned and Operated, the podcast for home service entrepreneurs. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit the like button and subscribe to the podcast. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover, feel free to reach out. You can find me on Twitter at at Wilson Companies. I'll see you next time.